The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is Making Your Home Great. Well, welcome to another edition of Making Your Home Great. I'm Mike Slayman sitting in for Dave Alexander. Dave, we wish you well. I hear, guys, he's coming back next week. It's good to hear. We are here with Brock Emmons from Triangle Radium Barrier and Holly Bowers from Roofworks on a unusual week. Last week, it was 14 degrees. Yeah. And now it's 70 degrees. It was almost overnight. It was shocking how quickly the the weather went from just cold to the bone to, well, it's humid again and everything's yeah. sweating. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. What does that do to your business? Well, we, we got an influx of phone calls the last two or three days, uh, obviously out of nowhere. Um, most of our customers that we've sealed crawl spaces with, we install these little sensors down uh-huh. there. Yeah. So they can monitor on their phones what the temperature is, what the humidity is, how yeah, much the I, dehumidifier is running. Right. Yeah. So we're getting a lot of calls uh, the last couple of days once the, the, it heated up a little bit and all the moisture came back. Uh, a lot of people are saying, golly, it is getting moist outside. My dehue is running overtime. Should it be running like that in January? And, of course, my answer is, well, no, not typically. But yeah. we don't normally have 65-degree humid weather in January. That's a, that's out of the norm. Yeah. And I, I don't know It's what you did in my crawl space. It's kind of – it's mostly encapsulated. And uh, I looked at that app when it was 14 degrees – it was 57 degrees in my crawl space. Yeah. Is is that because of some of the encapsulation? I yeah, mean, yeah. And, you know, you've, you've heard us say on the show before that once, once you've sealed up a crawl space, it, the temperature down there kind of ranges mm-hmm. between 55 and 75 mm-hmm. year-round. So you're not going to have freezing pipes, right? You're not worried about any of your pipes bursting in your crawl space due to freezing. Uh-huh. Um, makes your floors a lot warmer I, I tell you when it's 14 degrees outside it's not fun to walk across your your tile floor your wood floors with you know bare feet no uh, so it does definitely help there but it is it is very peculiar for the weather to shift as drastically as it did and I even had a couple of customers reach out and said look we're, we're building up condensation in the crawl space right now mm-hmm. now after I dug a little further I realized none of them had a dehumidifier they went with air induction and as we know, air induction is working when you're running your air conditioner. You're blowing air into that space. All right. So I had to tell those homeowners, you need to go run the air conditioner. Well, it's 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 it doesn't need to be run. It's nice outside. You got to yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You went with that option. So you need to crank the air conditioner and try to drop the humidity down there. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and Holly, because it's it's like 57 degrees in my crawl space, that's my new doghouse. So, <laughs> and, and I have one of these crawl spaces that you don't crawl on. Uh, his guys love coming to my place because... <laughs> <laughs> it's a full-size door. It's a, it's a walk-in crawl space. It's, it's crazy. What's new in your world? Well, we've just been super busy with all the rain coming through. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah, so tons that's like, of work orders, That's like uh, Mother's Nature's call to action. Yes, yes you have a leak. <laughs> Roof leaks galore. So the team's been on it. I'm so proud of everyone. They've worked really hard, rolled their sleeves up, and 
we've just been servicing everybody that we can get to. And we had those strong winds. I mean, we had a gust of 50, 60 miles an hour um, for a short run a couple weeks ago. Does that long-term hurt the shingles a little bit? It depends if they're installed correctly or sealed correctly. So it just depends. That's why I said if you have a scenario that you're not quite sure, get us out there. Let us inspect the roof and see what's going on. It did actually blow my basketball goal over though. Uh-huh. Right on the hood of my truck. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of branches down on our property. It was it was some impressive gusts. And I tell you, when the wind is blowing that hard, it also depends on the angle in which your roof is is facing the wind. You know, a lot of homes if if the if you, your triangular peak, your A-frame is right. pointing into the wind, it's going to cause less damage than if that wind is hitting the facing direct. Mm-hmm. So a lot of homeowners that live out in you know open fields, for example, they typically have a lot of wind damage. There's nothing to cut the wind. It's hitting it from all different angles. Another reason to get up on the roof once or twice a year and have these guys inspect that kind of stuff. Because a lot of the time when you get wind damage, depending on the shingle, for example, a three-tab shingle, which you don't see very much anymore, mm-hmm. when that has wind damage, sometimes it can flop back into place. You don't see that it's damaged till you get up there and you start checking it. Right. The same type of stuff can happen with an HD shingle. So it's very important just to inspect it a couple of times a year, make sure that that does not develop into a problem. Okay, we have a very short show today uh, because we have a UNC basketball game starting uh, with a pregame at 1230. So if you want to get your call in, get it in now, 919-860-9783. We have a gift certificate for an intelligent question for either one of you uh, today. Uh, 919-860-9783, a $25 gift certificate from High Park Bar and Grill. And uh, want to talk uh, a little bit about, you were talking about rain. Uh, a co-worker of mine had quite a disaster happen. Uh-oh. Uh, we've been talking about water being uh, God's gift and God's curse. <laughs> <laughs> it can be, yeah. It really is. And she had a water heater that is in her attic. Oh, yeah. And the water heater was fine, but the pipe going to the water heater uh, came apart and caused a cascading of water yeah. going down. All the way down. Two stories. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where she's consulting with uh, our friend from American Dream Flooring and Tile because yeah. the flooring is is toast. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just toast. So my question is, uh, the water doesn't stop there, does it? No, not typically. Um, anything below the water leak needs to be inspected all the way down to the dirt. So that not only includes, you know, the drywall above your head, there's going to be damaged insulation, there's going to be damaged drywall, the flooring that you're now having to replace. I'm assuming it was wood floor if, if water damaged it that poorly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and not only the wood floor, but the subfloor underneath it and the floor joist below that, which would be evident in the crawl space. So was that when you get the calls from Craig saying, we need some help here? All the time. Uh, I've got a great relationship with Craig and, and American Dream Flooring. I love his his staff over there. I'm a big fan of his number one, John. 
Yeah. Uh, and pretty regularly, these guys will reach out to me and say, look, we're doing flooring. There was a major water leak and or, you know, the floor is warped because of how much moisture is, is underneath the house. These are all really important variables to consider when you're doing flooring. Last thing you want to do and the last thing American Dream wants to do is install flooring above an area that has a moisture issue it's immediately going to start developing problems, and they it always kind of falls back on the flooring guy. Like, well, what's wrong with the floor? It's yeah. not the floor. It's the moisture underneath the floor that needs to be corrected. Yeah, and and the other things, too, um, because um, when those situations happen, you call a restoration expert. They get all the water out, and, and we say, uh, it's all gone. Yeah. It's all gone. But... I would think it soaks into stuff, right? Yeah, most of the time these restoration companies come in, they're they're bringing in dehumidifiers. Um, it's it's not just about wiping up and cleaning up the water; it's about drying out the environment as much as possible. Because yes, wood absorbs moisture, uh, and you can wipe all the water off of it, but it can it can be moist all the way to the core. So yeah. those dehumidifiers help to dry those areas. Is that a short term solution, or is it something long term that you have to be cognizant of maybe some mold forming later on it absolutely can uh, the dehumidifiers are very important uh, i believe dehumidifiers are long-term solutions mm -hmm. so you typically do not only corrections in the crawl space but you want good conditioning which is the dehumidifier um, we just have a, an annual issue here in north carolina with moisture and relative humidity yeah. so it's i wish i could say it's a one-time deal but you know, the moisture and humidity come back every year. So you want something down there that's going to help combat that. Yeah. So so j just kind of walk me through this. So a restoration company brings in a portable, portable dehumidifier, or they set it up permanently, or how does that work? Sometimes both. Typically, yeah. the restoration companies are not doing after work. Uh -huh. okay? Their job is to come in and dry everything out, and now you bring in other contractors to replace the damaged material. Yeah. Um, so most of the time, they're not going to hook up long-term dehumidifiers. That would be with the contractor that comes in to make the corrections. Restoration companies are worried about fixing and correcting damage. Yeah, 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 absolutely. 919-860-973, you are tuned to Making Your Home Great. Saturday edition here. Uh, we end at 1230. I'm sorry. So give, get your call in, 919-860-973. This is Making Your Home Great on FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF, and WPTF.com. Okay, we are back here on Making Your Home Great. Uh, we are now joined by John Champion. Oh, right. Glad to be here. John Glad Champion, be here. our champion of traffic. There we go. We'll get you there but, safely. But you have experience. There you go. There you go. Uh, what do you know home. about roofing, my friend? Uh, I know you better get it checked out all the time. Keep it, keep a close eye on it because if you don't, if you wait till there's trouble, if you wait till there's a leak, there's even more damage past what you can see. That's true. I'm learning so much from you. Great. That's true. Great so, advice. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Right. So it's it's really the roof inspections. Yeah. Um, be, be proactive. So, with everything that's been going on, even somebody that had a roof put in two years ago. 
should still check things out? Oh, yeah, because a lot of times the issues don't start showing up. Depending on what the detail work is, sometimes they don't show up for two three to five years. And by that point, you've already got massive damage behind the walls to where it's surfacing through the sheetrock. Yeah. You know, when I had Derwin on uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, I was saying, well, you know, it's leaking. Is it like leaking through the the roof in the attic and just stopping there? So sometimes it depends. Oh, no. Oh, no. It it comes right through the walls and and all that. And, And that can cause... I mean that's that's damage that's ongoing, right? To to the point where what steep it, it shows in the sheetrock. <laughs> yeah, sheetrock can lights. I mean, how many times have, has roof work gone out to find a leak and the customer looks up and he says, "Well, my can light. You can see water in the can light above my head." Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, luckily, those are LEDs and they're not shorting out and you know causing a fire of any kind. But yeah, I mean it's it's water. Water can travel in the, in some of the weirdest ways. Some sometimes RoofWorks finds a leak over here. Well, the damage is twenty feet away in the attic because the water moved across the the wood beam oh, and didn't start dripping like down until fifteen feet later. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty common. We actually just ran into that this week. There was the water was coming in through the white PVC pipe. Um, it actually coming inside the pipe, which that's normal. But there was a crack in the pipe itself that was running horizontally in the attic. Oh, and yeah. Somebody had, I'm not really sure how it got cracked, but it was really hard to find. And one of our foreman technicians found it. And they thought it was a roof leak, but it was actually a plumbing leak because the pipe was busted. So it's little things like that. I mean, we've had water coming down. Wow. Um, the light switches, smoke yep. detectors, yep. ceiling fans. Yeah. I mean, like Brock said, it's going to come in wherever there's a penetration in the attic, too. And water water just does crazy stuff. It'll come down behind the wall. A lot of times when, you know, that's flashing issues when you've got um, water coming in behind the wall. But those are usually the worst case scenarios because you really don't even know it's a leak until it starts surfacing on the outside of the sheetrock that you can see. And by that point, there's so much damage behind mm-hmm. that wall. Mm-hmm. Now, is it hard to get homeowner's insurance to help you out when you have problems like this with the roof? Or can that get tricky? Or Yeah, that's, that's probably a tricky question. But okay. I think it yeah. depends. When it comes to the repair work, it depends on deductibles and the workmanship. I mean, if they go out there and see that it was improper installation, that's right. things that they cover, don't cover. So a lot of that is, it's yeah. just case by case scenario. Yeah. When it happens, like in an isolated area, because you can do repairs, and maybe some other companies think about just doing full replacement, it's probably a good time to get a couple quotes from somebody. Yeah, right? and I think that's what makes us really special is because we're so passionate about doing a great job with the full roof replacement because we see so many issues come back through our repair department. We know what's working and what's not working. Mm-hmm. And that's why in turn, the roof systems that we're putting on, we're putting them on for a reason with all the components that we're using because we want those roofs to last long term. Yeah. If they don't, we know it's going to come back to a maintenance issue, and we're just not servicing the customer that way. And we just have had tremendous wisdom and experience just having a humongous service and repair department that we're set up for it. We're passionate about it because we know we go out and see this stuff every single day. Mm-hmm. It, it can be prevented if it's done right on the front end. And that's the key. My, my younger brother in Texas is having a roof leak right now. 
Okay, now this is a leak that's been repaired three times by three separate roofing companies, mm-hmm. and he's still having an ongoing issue. Mm-hmm. Now, I wish I could help him. I'm, I'm out here on the East Coast, so I can't help him out, but it comes down to quality and knowledge. You need the right company who has the right knowledge to find these problems and correct them the first go-around so it's not an ongoing problematic issue causing damage. Yeah, yeah. Let's shift gears a little bit because, you know, we had 80-degree temperatures yesterday. (laughs) Absolutely. So bizarre. I'm like, honey, where are the golf clubs? Mm -hmm. Where did you move them? (laughs) They used to be there. No, you don't ever listen to me. They're over here. (laughs) But um, uh, I'm... Hot weather is just kind of around the corner. Um, uh, you said typically February, kind of a slower time. Uh, do you anticipate that maybe changing because of the turn of the temperatures? For attic insulation, it's pretty slow. Our, our crawl space is is pretty busy right now. Pretty constant. Yeah. Um, that's pretty consistent throughout the year. But yeah, a lot of customers in February, they, you know, it's cold in the house and they're losing energy, but they know summer's right around the corner. So mm-hmm. they'll just wait a little bit longer before they get the insulation put in. And that's, that's pretty typical. That's nearly every year. Our, our Februarys are booked up with crawl space work, mm-hmm. but I am telling homeowners, you know, take advantage when you, while you can right now we're slow you know the heat is coming back. I think we're going to have a pretty early summer this year. I think it's going to be a fairly long one and pretty hot. So take steps now while our prices are low. We're slow enough we can get you installed within a week or two as opposed to six to eight weeks out Mm -hmm. once we start getting rolling again. Yeah, and what you've educated me on with the radiant barrier is it's 120 degrees in in the attic, right? What was the highest last year? 155. 155. Yeah, the average is about 130, 135. Now, if you have really good attic ventilation, ridge vents, soffit vents, gable vents, Mm -hmm. 115, 120 Mm -hmm. is is about as low as you're going to find. And if you had a radiant barrier that could get down to 85, 90? Outside temperature. Really? Yeah, radiant barrier, you know, 95 degree day, it's typically 95 to 98 in the attic with a radiant barrier. Now, John, what do you think that does? To your electric bill. Oh, boy. Take it right on down. Once you get, get that good insulation things going, that's a wonderful thing. Big impact. It's not just utility. I mean, your house feels cool. Yeah. The, the air conditioner kicks on less. Mm-hmm. When it kicks on, it runs for shorter periods of time. Mm-hmm. And when it shuts yeah. off, it's off for longer periods of time. Mm-hmm. So it's not only the savings, it's about making your house a lot more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Holly, uh, you know, we've, we've had a lot of rain. And a lot of people uh, really haven't inspected their gutters. And when we have a lot of rain, it doesn't matter how full your gutters are. They're they're coming over the the top there. But a lot of people may have the wrong gutters, right? So, so, you know, RoofWorks, you do so many things. Uh, but gutters really, really important for house. Yeah, they're probably one of the most important things. People don't take them as seriously as they need to. But like Brock said, I mean, if you don't have the right gutter system on, it's going to really mess up your foundation because it's going to erode all around the foundation and also cause leaks inside the crawl space. So it is just as important as a roof system. Because builder grade. We're going to be talking a lot about Builder Grade on the show, but uh, Builder Grade is going to be a, a narrower gutter? 
I mean, typically what they'll do is a five inch with like a two by three downspout. And what we like is we size the gutter based on the pitch of the roof. And we like to go with the three by four downspouts because it's it's actually a wider downspout. So that downspout Mm -hmm. is going to allow that water to to shed off that roof faster. And in, in our area, we have pretty steep pitched roofs. So going with a two by three doesn't make as much sense. You should always go with at least a bigger downspout, which is three by four. Mm-hmm. And homeowners, you told me this, right? So out of the drain pipe, you need to put an extension so it doesn't go into the foundation. That's right. You have to make sure that where it meets the ground, that you've got enough you have enough kick out to where you're shedding that water away from Give your foundation. contact information so <laughs> folks can get in touch with you. Okay, it's 919-852-2660. And Brock? Oh, TriangleRadiantBarrier.com. Okay, well, this is Making Your Home Great. John, always a pleasure being with you. Glad to Stay be tuned here. next for UNC Basketball Go Heels. This is Making Your Home Great on FM 98.5 and AM 680 WPTF.